the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In John chapter 17, Jesus even prays that the church would be unified, just as he and the Father is. But what does this unity look like, especially in the midst of such diversity? And how do we get along in a diverse setting, unifyingly speaking? Well, these are questions we are answering here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. We invite you to catch up with Pastor Layton today here in Ephesians chapter 4. His message is simply called Unity, Not Uniformity. So there are unique distinctives with each of us as believers in Christ, but there is to be a unity about it all. For some specifics on all this, once again, here's our teacher and Pastor Layton Sheely with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Now this world may have a fascination with clones. Every few weeks we hear a front page article about some sheep being cloned someplace. And some discussion about humans being cloned somewhere in the far reaches of this world. This world may have a fascination with clones, but God doesn't. God designed into DNA so there wouldn't be clones. God doesn't have a fascination with clones. In fact, God takes the time. Now, now consider the life cycle of a snowflake. And God designs each snowflake individually. There are no two alike. God's just not interested in clones. To each one of us, verse 7, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. And I, I really like the way the New Living Translation translates this verse. He says, however, He has given each one of us a special gift according to the generosity of Christ. Every believer has been, been given at least one gift. And, and some have been given more, and it's always given according to God's plan. Now, each of us has received individually grace, and each of us has received individually a gift. Believers' gifts are like snowflakes and fingerprints. Each one is completely different than the others. God has made you special. He's handcrafted. You are handcrafted by your Creator. You didn't just come off an assembly line someplace. You were handcrafted by your Creator, and there is no one else that's like you. God designed you for a special purpose. There has some, there's something that he, he wants especially for each and every one of us to do. God said, I'm going to make Leighton. He's part of my plan for San Bruno. I'm going to give him these gifts and these proportions, and I'm going to make sure he has extra grace because he's going to need it. <laughs> you know, I've been given gifts that, although I appreciate the intention, have served no useful purpose. I have been given ties that have occupied space in my closet for 25 years. I can't find anything to go with that tie. I could wear it to a circus or something. like. I just can't can't see that many colors being in one place at one time. You know, God's gifts are not like the tie from Uncle So-and-So. 
No God-given gift should be unused. God's gifts are given so that they might be used to accomplish God's plan. Using God's gifts is called ministry. And every believer is called to ministry. Every believer is a minister. Now, that's not what some of us have been taught or come to understand. Some of us have been taught or come to understand that we leave ministry to the professionals. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Ephesians 4 Verse 11 and 12, it says, It was He who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Why? To prepare God's people for works of service. To prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ might be built up. You see, the Bible clearly teaches that all of God's people are called for works of service. If you're a Christian, you're a minister. So what is it then that keeps some people from using their God-given gifts? Well, I think one of the more common answers is, well, God can't use me because... And then you fill something in on the blank. Because I'm still struggling with some issue of sin in my life. Or I sin deeply against Him and I've ruined any testimony that I might be able to give on His behalf. Or because I'm mentally deficient or uh, socially inhibited or whatever the reason might be. You, you fill it in, whatever it might be. You've heard these kinds of excuses, I'm sure. But if we read 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 and following, it says, It is not that we think we can do anything of lasting value by ourselves. We, we can't do anything of lasting value, eternal value by ourselves. It, our only power and success come from God. He is the one who enabled us to represent His new covenant. Now, the New International Version renders it, He has made us competent as ministers of the new covenant. He has made us competent. It's not we who have made ourselves competent to be ministers. It is He who has made us competent. It is God and God alone. He's saying, but pastor, I've, I've failed so miserably. I mean, I'm so limited. I'm so imperfect. How can God use me? Well, let me propose to you that God has had nothing but imperfection to work with, with one exception. Only Jesus Christ was perfect. He's had to work with imperfection for centuries. He knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are but dust. There are no superhumans. God can use us just like we are, with all of our failures with all of our frailties. Now, who is better equipped to counsel and encourage someone who is struggling to overcome an addiction to pornography or alcohol or drugs than someone who has struggled with an addiction and overcome? And who is better to counsel or encourage someone who is struggling to keep a marriage together than someone who has struggled and overcome? And sometimes He uses our failures. There have been ministries and churches where couples that got divorced and remarried would come alongside young couples that were struggling to encourage them to keep struggling and not give up. And they opened up their hearts and they revealed their regrets of having given up too early. God can use us with our frailties and our failures. 
God has given every believer a gift to be used. And some people need to discover their gift or gifts. And some people are, are, are afraid to because they're afraid of failing. You know, some of the greatest breakthroughs in, in human history were made after many, many dismal failures. Madame Curie's discovery, Thomas Edison's discovery of the light bulb, after hundreds of failures. Many successful businessmen today have, if you were to trace their business background, would have failed businesses in the background. They learn from their mistakes, they learn from their failures, and because of that, they're successful today. Man was asked one time, successful business, how are you successful? Good decisions. How do you make good decisions? Experience. How do you get experience? Bad decisions. <laughs> Moving to verse 11. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. The gifts of leadership are not intended to create Christian celebrities. Rather, these gifts of leadership are intended to equip the saints for service. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, works of service, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. Catartismos, prepare, basically refers to something which is restored to its original condition. It's oftentimes used in medical journals in Greek uh, to uh, describe the setting of a broken bone to restore something to its original condition. The ministry of equipping is the work of leading Christians from a life of disobedience to a life of obedience. Restoring. And how to accomplish this is in this very chapter, chapter 4, beginning at verse 17. Now, proper equipping of, uh, by church leadership leads uh, so that the body of Christ might be built up built up, a koidome. Literally, it refers to the building of a house, and in a larger sense, any kind of construction. What Paul is referring to here is the building up of Christ's body. Now, when a contractor is working on a building, he has specific goals in mind. And when Christ is working on building His church, His body, He has specific goals in mind. What are they? Verse 13, until we all reach, number one, unity in the faith, number two, and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and number three, become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, the faith, unity in the faith, is a reference to the content of body of Christian truth. Unity in the faith is holding the same understandings and opinion considering fundamental biblical truths. Now, unfortunately, there are a few who call themselves Christian who know their Bible and faith well enough to stand as one against the immoral, godless philosophies that fill our contemporary society and try to fill our churches. Doctrinal ignorance and spiritual immaturity, they, that's what leads to disunity. And it was this kind of disunity that Paul was addressing in his book of 1 Corinthians, his letter to the Corinthians. Now, the word knowledge is in the original is epignosis, which means a deep and accurate knowledge. It is distinct from a knowledge about. A lot of people have a knowledge about the Son of God. That's not what this is talking about. It's not talking about a knowledge about, it's talking about a knowledge of a knowledge in. But few people have invested the time and the effort and the energy required to know and not just know about the Son of God. Now, the third result of good church leadership is maturity. You know, there's few things more pitiful than a 40-year-old adolescent. You know, we're surrounded by examples of men who refuse to grow up. They refuse to take responsibility. 
They're selfish. They're unreliable at home and at work. They're not fulfilling the, the development that, that they were created for. And you know what? There are people who, who refuse to grow up spiritually as well. They accept Christianity for the fire insurance. But they have absolutely no intention of turning into a person that gives evidence of a spiritually transformed life. They don't want to change. They don't want to grow up. They don't want to mature. They're living with one toe in heaven just in case. But their weight-bearing foot is firmly in this world. God's goal for every believer is to attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God wants every believer to be like Christ. Well, that is a truth we are exploring and will continue to do so tomorrow here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. As we conclude today's broadcast, we leave you our website address. Stop by, pay us a visit, learn a little bit more about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, and study verse by verse with our teacher and pastor, Leighton Sheely. The website is highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Well, have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday as we continue our look at Ephesians 4 on study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.